Hi, my friends. Welcome back to another week and episode of the Trauma to Triumph podcast. I'm your host, Annabelle Ingleton. I'm a trauma-informed coach. I help people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma. And this week, my voice is still not 100%, but we are moving along. I Listen, I talk a lot all damn day with clients, with coaching, and then it's it's hard to stay quiet and fully let my voice heal. So I don't know. Let's see when it goes back to normal. I'm hoping soon, especially since I'm going to be on another podcast next week, um, doing an interview out in LA. We're going to do there. It's such, it sounds like a really fun podcast. It's called the straight up sisters podcast. There are two Latinas, which I think is so dope because I am too. And um, they just bring all the knowledge to the people. And I've been honored enough to be asked to be on the show. So I'm going to be there. And hopefully my voice is somewhat better than this week because I just sound like I have like this sexy, deep, you know, whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> but we're, we're, who cares? We're so, we could at least have a voice. I went like four days without a voice. So I'm just happy to have something, some semblance of a voice. So this week, we're going to talk about rupture, repair, and reconnection. You might be thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? So basically, I'm referring to what we do or what's the best way of handling some type of conflict with uh, in a relationship, whether it's a friendship, family, loved one, you know, romantic partner, um, how you can address an issue in a trauma-informed way when there is a rupture. A rupture basically is when one of the two people or several people, depending on, you know, what the situation is, but let's talk about just two people. When one person has felt threatened or unsafe or a disconnection with the other partner. And that's what I refer to um, as a rupture. So rupture, repair, and reconnect is a concept that I learned from the amazing Deb Dana. She is a wonderful therapist that practices polyvagal theory in her therapy practice and um, teaches it. And that's my speaker. Let's disregard what you just heard. (laughs) I have a Bluetooth speaker and it's trying to connect to my phone. I'm like, no, bitch, shut up. I'm trying to do a podcast. Okay. So yeah, rupture, repair, and reconnect. So let's, let's get into the three, which what each three are and how you can apply them in your relationships. So the first one, I, as I explained, rupture is when one person in the relationship feels threatened, feels unsafe, feels a disconnection, feels offended, feels any type of way that makes them not feel safe any longer with the person, whether it's a circumstance where someone said something, someone did something, uh, something was implied, you gave a look, whatever it is, uh, the per- one of the people felt disconnected from the other person. The reason I think it's important for us to look at it from a trauma-informed approach is because we have to understand that our bodies are always, there goes the Bluetooth speaker, um, our bodies are always scanning for safety and threat. 
it's our bodies, our nervous system, and our mind and our subconscious mind are always trying to keep us safe and surviving. And because of that, it's always looking for things that are going to be threatening for us, right? So please know that in relationships, things that people do say, things that people may like, um, not even like unintentionally do, can convey a neuroception of threat in a person. So let me give you an example. If you're with your boyfriend and you guys are in the kitchen and he slams, starts slamming cabinet doors and getting pots out and putting them on the stove in a really, sorry, stove in in a very hard way, in a very like aggressive way. He's opening refrigerator, taking out items and throwing them on the counter. If he's walking around, you know, stomping his feet and with the snarl on his face, I don't know that anybody around him would feel very connected or very safe with him. I believe I and anybody else would get some type of neuroception of threat. Like there's something wrong. This person is upset. You know, did I do something? They might start questioning things, right? And I say this because there are things that we can do intentionally or unintentionally that can convey a threat to another person. You may have a partner who has experienced a lot of trauma in their life, whether it's an attachment wound, whether it's an attachment re-injury in a relationship or an actual event that traumatized them, okay? So because let's say you're dating someone who has a lot of trauma, who just has experienced some type of trauma, they might be more heightened and might be more hypervigilant to things that are threatening to them. So if you are, guys, I'm going to throw my speaker down the hall. (laughs) So sorry. We have a soundtrack in the background. Good times. So your partner might not intentionally, but just pick up and feel threatened over things that you may not even be intentionally causing them to feel threatened by and therefore disconnected and therefore maybe a sense of threat. Okay. So when there's a situation where whether you're doing something intentionally or your partner's doing something intentionally or not, but one of you two felt a disconnection, felt felt a rupture in the relationship, felt some type of, and we say rupture, think of like a disconnection, right? Um, it, it's something's broken, right? Something, something broke off, something um, fragmented from one part. So when someone does something, um, let's, let's, let me give a better example. You're out at a club with your boyfriend and he is ordering a drink for you guys. Um, and you're on the dance floor with a friend and you see that he is talking to a young lady at the bar and she's like flirting and touching his shoulders and like looking at his drink and is talking and really close and you start freaking the fuck out because it's like who is this chick why is he talking to her is he attracted to her oh my gosh what does she want is she trying to get with him is he trying are they you could start thinking all the things and automatically feel very threatened by the situation and therefore disconnected from your partner, maybe offended, maybe defensive, and you're going to want some type of explanation. You might go over there and talk to your boyfriend. It might turn into a fight. You might blame him for like, you know, for talking to the person and it, the, the, unintentionality of it or maybe you know you're just your perception of it from far away puts you in a heightened state of survival right and maybe fight or flight you went over there and now you're you and your boyfriend are in a fight because he's like I didn't do anything she just came up to me but you feel really disrespected that's a rupture and 
it's important to when your partner if you have a partner who again is highly traumatized or just lives more in a survival state or doesn't really know the skill of emotional regulation and is is more so um, hyper vigilant and gets threatened a lot more i want to offer it's really important to be understanding of their triggers of their past and of what you may be doing to unintentionally or intentionally convey a sense of threat for them. I don't think anyone wants to intentionally hurt their partner. I don't think anybody wants to intentionally cause their partner to feel threatened or anything like that. But the reality is our partners can, because of their past, could have, um, could have a, a, more more of a conditioning to sense things as painful and hurtful so you have a rupture both of you guys maybe let's say both both of you guys are upset now and you guys are arguing and both of you guys aren't seeing eye to eye and you're trying to you know convey each other's you're trying to prove your point he's trying to explain his and no one's connecting okay that's your rupture that's the argument so um I, I offer the the perspective of you being a partner that maybe is doing a lot of healing work, right? If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're interested in healing your trauma or you've been doing a lot of work to heal your trauma. Maybe you're less um, threatened or less in survival state, like let, that, let's say, than your, your, than your partner is. So it's so important, so, 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 so important to have that trauma-informed approach, not even with your partner, with anybody in your life, right? It's like, what do I know about them? Ask yourself, like, could I be, could could they have gotten threatened by something that I said or did because of their past? And it's so fair, right? I want you guys, I want you guys to consider, like, don't get offended. Try not to get offended and just consider and look at it with curiosity and say, I know that they've been through a lot they're probably they get easily threatened in situations i need to be a little bit more aware of that okay it's so great for your for you and your partner to be able to know each other's triggers so that you guys don't use them against each other so so important and such a valuable skill to have also i want to go back to the point of what i was referring to earlier about the neuroception of threat of how you can pick up on um things that can create threat in you when someone does it okay it can be a sound it can be like a tone of their voice that can feel threatening to you it could be a look on their face that can make you feel threatened it could be something they said that makes you feel threatened it could be something that they do physically like again like slap cabinets or slam a door or something like that it could be a text message that they send you and it's very curt and not you know there's no emojis and there can be a um uh, you can misconstrue it or just just misinterpret it because you know you can't hear someone's tone right on a text. Um, it could be something that they physically do to you. Could they touch you in a certain way? Did they like walk by you and like nudge you or or were they are they physically a pr- aggressive and abusive partner and do they do they hit you right? You could be threatened by that. So there's think of all your five senses. All of your five senses can we use all our five senses to scan for safety and threat. So there can be many, many ways that your partner or yourself can feel threatened and therefore could have and create a rupture and disconnection with the your partner. Okay. Hope that makes sense. So let's consider that. Now you have a rupture. What do I mean with the next step when I say repair? 
Repair basically looks like communicating, expressing your emotions in a healthy way, conveying what you need from your partner, and maybe even setting boundaries. I know that for a lot of people, this even happens for a lot of my clients, it is very hard for them to have conversations where they feel vulnerable and they're expressing their emotions and they're expressing their needs or they're saying or they're or they're you know telling their partner where they got offended or where they felt like disrespected or where they felt a disconnection or where they felt slighted it's very hard sometimes for people to convey that to to their partner but it's really really important in the process of repair that you're able to do that because why guys how is your partner supposed to know what he did or didn't do or what she did or didn't do that made you feel threatened, that made you feel unsafe, that made you feel disconnected, that made you feel offended or defensive, right? There's no way for them to know unless you're like, then you get moody and then they sense it and it's like this big old thing and then it's clear that you're that you're upset, right? But the best way and the most healthy way is to say, hey, I need to talk to you. Earlier when you were in the kitchen and you're slamming cabinets and you're taking food out aggressively out of the fridge and slamming the door and walking around stomping and cussing like, oh shit. And you know, things like that. I felt really threatened or I felt really disconnected from you. Like I want to understand like what was going on. Um, you know, I have a history of abuse when I, when I was a child and when I sense any type of aggression, I get very triggered and I feel unsafe with you and I feel, you know, whatever it is that you feel. Or for, let's say the instance in the club um, you could say, you know, what you did and you were talking to the girl and, and I know, you know, she went up to you, whatever, whatever it is that you said, but it's important to express it in a very healthy way. And this is what I offer my clients. You focus on how you felt when they did what they did. Very simple. Very, very simple. When I saw you talking to that girl at the bar, I felt threatened. I was, I felt disrespected. I was hurt. I got angry. Yes, not you're a dick. Why did you fucking do that? You're such an a-hole. You want to cheat on me, not assuming things, not you don't want to assume. You don't want to um, accuse. You don't want to because we don't know their intention. Right. He was sitting there ordering a drink for you guys. And maybe the, this woman just walked up and ordered and start talking to them. Right. Um, it's very, very normal. Like, for the, a situation like that to happen, but it makes sense why you are would feel threatened by it, right? So it's very important in the repair process for when you're expressing yourself, you focus on what they did, and let's talk about facts. Let's be very factual in the circumstance, not, you know, when you were being a dick or when you were um, being... Um, like let's stick to the actual facts when you were slamming cabinets and slamming doors and putting you know and cussing and walking around and doing this and that very let's get very very specific okay so if you're very specific then there's no accusation there's no misinterpretation there's no um uh accusing them of of anything that they didn't do it's otherwise you're going to now turn turn the repair process into like a a defensive fight like no i didn't you're going to fight about fighting i didn't do that you did that no i didn't do it like this i did like that and it's 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 important to just focus on the facts what they did and then how you felt about it it made me feel threatened it made me feel hurt it made me feel sad or disrespected after you explain what they did and how you felt then you want to offer like an explanation like can I understand why you did that 
what was your intention behind it so you can give them an opportunity to explain why they did it they could have a very um honest and almost like fair explanation as to why you could have taken it as oh my god he's mad at me what did i do wrong like um he wants to break up with me i mean your brain our our, our brain goes down like the road of this i mean the story goes crazy when we don't understand or we don't know the facts right we just go down assuming so you want to ask what what were you trying to convey if you weren't trying to be mean or aggressive or hurt like make me feel disconnected what was your intention because that's really what I got he might say I had the worst day at work my boss was so mean to me and accused me of doing this and I'm just upset like I can't believe this is happening again whatever he might have a very not valid excuse for it but just an understandable reason as to why he was maybe angry and then now physically doing the things he did Okay, it may not even be against you. He's just in a quote unquote bad mood. Yeah. So now you understand what his intention was, right? So you can now, if you understand it and maybe it wasn't against you, or maybe it was, you know, I'm mad that you, you know, didn't clean when I told you to clean, right? But maybe he's mad because you didn't cook dinner. Now he has to cook dinner because you were working late, whatever it is, right? Now you understand it. And once you know that, if, um, if his explanation is understandable and you and now you don't feel you're knowing that information you could feel less threatened and now you feel safe again like oh okay didn't have to do with me or you know oh it had to do with work you can still convey to him that okay perfect now I know but those physical things that you were doing they make me feel very threatened and unsafe because of my past let's say it has to do with your past right you were triggered um, I want to I want to offer if in the future could you not be so physically aggressive in the house and doing things like that? Because it really triggered me. It made me feel really unsafe. It reminded me of my dad when he used to drink and slam and break things. And it just really got me scared. And I, I love you. I want to continue feeling safe with you. But this is the way it made me feel. And maybe could you not do that? You ask, ask them nicely what it is that you feel that you need in order to feel safe again. Okay. Here's the rub, guys. They are adults. They have the choice to either comply with your request or not. You can't control them. It's very important that you remember this. Listen, if we could control our spouses, nobody would ever be fucking divorced. Like we would all be robots and we would all be basically doing what our spouses want and then they would be doing what we want. And like, I don't even know. It just wouldn't be a normal world. I'll tell you that. But reality is we can't control them, but we can request that they do certain things, right? So it's very important that you understand you have to request it and you kind of have to let it go and say, it's up to them to do it or not do it. And then you can continue to watch out for it and say, and, and notice, did they respect my request? Cause maybe, he, maybe he could say, okay, babe, I totally get it. I, I, I get that that triggered you. I won't do that anymore. Or maybe he's, maybe he, maybe they tell you, you know what? You're like overreacting. Like I'm sometimes I'm going to get physically aggressive and I just don't like, just get over it. May, they may not be very understanding. You could have one of the two scenarios, right? Now, if they don't, if they don't agree with what you requested, I'd say they do. Perfect. Move forward. See if they follow through. If they don't, you have to then set a boundary. 
you have to then say if it's some if it's literally something that you know that you can't live with if it's something if it's a behavior that they constantly do that makes you feel very offended and scared disconnected unsafe you have to then explain to them what it is that you're going to do if they then do that action again okay i i can't think this up for you it, everyone is totally different someone might say if you continue to act that way I'm not going to feel comfortable like living with you. Maybe you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend and you live together. I, I'm not comfortable living with somebody or being with someone who's like physically aggressive in that way all the time. It it triggers me to no end. It just makes me feel so unsafe. I cannot do it. Like seriously, it's so, so maybe it, maybe the boundary is if you do that, we, we might break up because I don't know that I could tolerate that behavior, okay? You, whatever your consequence is, that's subjective. It's going it's to be completely up to you. And then here's the next rub. If your partner does that again, if they break the boundary that you set, okay, if they break it, it's up to you. It's very important to be for it to be up to you to follow through on what you said you would do if they did it. Remember this. If, if it's something that you don't think you're going to follow through on, don't say that that's what's going to happen. Don't try to threaten someone, right? It, this is this isn't a threat. A boundary is not a threat. A boundary is circumstance. It's a con. It's like if you do this, it's 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 just cause and effect. If you do this, I'm gonna do that. That's what it is. It's not threatening. And if your partner feels threatened, unfortunately, that's their issue. But and you can maybe say like, listen, I'm not I'm not threatening you. I'm literally setting a boundary for myself because I know this will hurt me so much over and over and over. And I'm just gonna be walking around in a fucking dysregulated state all the time. And that's not okay. Because there's people out there that aren't aggressive like that. So remember that the thing that you say, the consequence that you say that you're giving them when you make a request for a, for a boundary, that you have to be able to follow through on it. Because here's what happens if you do not follow through on your boundary. You teach them subconsciously that you, one, don't respect yourself enough to follow through on your on your boundaries, right? Like you don't have enough self-respect to when you make a request of someone, you're going to allow them to keep on doing the bad behavior. And subconsciously, it it doesn't end well, guys. We always want to show people that we love ourselves, that we respect ourselves, and that when we set a boundary for ourselves, we are going to follow through on it because we love ourselves so much that it we are willing to cut people out of our lives or do whatever that thing is to create a life and an environment and relationships that are healthy and regulated and safe and connected, right? So it's you don't want to create a boundary, set a set a consequence, they do it and then you keep on not following through on the consequence. So 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 important. Otherwise you are betraying yourself to no end. And we all know about self-betrayal. It it doesn't end well, guys. It it creates insecure attachment. Okay, it creates insecure attachment within yourself. Your self value, your self worth, and your ability to trust yourself just goes down the drain and it just deteriorates. It's really important that you follow through on your boundaries. Okay, that is an example of a repair process. Um, it's communicating your needs, it's asking your partner what their intention is, it's making a request if you feel that one is needed, it's it's setting a boundary if that's needed, and then it's following through on the boundary if in the future they do the thing, okay? Reconnection looks like this. 
it's basically just doing something after let's say after you had a fight and you guys agreed on the conversation was healthy there was no yelling there was no disrespecting everybody expressed their point he understood what how you felt you felt heard um there was no accusations it was just healthy very very you know patient and loving and now you could do something to reconnect. So what's something that you guys can do together that will make you feel safe with them again? Maybe it's just sitting on the couch, snuggling and watching a movie. Maybe he gives you a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Maybe you guys make love. Maybe you go on a date together. Maybe whatever it is, maybe you cook him dinner. Maybe you let's have a cocktail together. Whatever it is, something that you guys do together that can bring in some ventral vagal energy, something to co-regulate with each other that makes you guys both feel very safe. It's very important to do something when you reconnect that you both feel safe doing. If you have an issue with your partner drinking all the time and what he wants to do to reconnect with you is, let's go get drunk. Let's go to a bar and drink. Um, you're just have, you're going to probably create another rupture, right? What is something that you guys both feel very safe doing together that will allow you to feel really that really safe and connected ventral vagal energy with him or her, Okay. I hope this was helpful. Uh, I try to give you guys examples maybe that are somewhat um, relatable. Uh, I will have in the show notes the steps to this rupture, repair, and reconnection. Um, I use this in my relationships. Um, I think I'm, I am a really good communicator. Um, what this does too, guys, is it, I, oh, I can't believe I almost forgot to say this, is it creates secure attachment it really heals any insecure attachment wounds that you have because what it does is it's you are teaching or you are healing like basically you're touching into um tuning into those inner wounds those attachment wounds that you may have and you're kind of showing those parts that look at i'm going to be there for you i'm going to stand up for you i'm going to set boundaries for you i'm going to um um, express my needs for you. I'm going to reconnect with my partner. And those, and those wounded parts of you are going to start saying, wow, like Annabelle really does take care of us. Like this, her higher self, she is like, she's learning skills. She's learning all these things. Like she knows how to regulate. She's choosing healthier partners. She's communicating better. And your, your wounded parts start understanding and feeling really secure and more safe in relationships. And thus it starts healing your attachment wounds, okay? Rupture, repair, and reconnection is essential in romantic relationships. This will keep you guys feeling very safe together so, because you know that you can overcome any type of conflict. It is, it's the sign, I believe, of a very healthy, very, very healthy and trauma-informed relationship. When you can have a rupture, you can repair, and you can reconnect again, okay? Um, and listen, sometimes a reconnection may take a little longer, Sometimes someone, you might have a partner that like doesn't want to talk when you want to talk. They might say, I need a couple hours. Like, I'm really offended. Like, maybe this the moment in the club, right? The, the, the girl might say, let's go home. I just want to go to sleep. We'll talk about it tomorrow when I'm not angry. That's also, that's also very fair. You need to move at your partner's pace and not force them to do something that they don't want to do. At the same time, you don't want to be stonewalled or completely shut out. Because then you can, then you feel very triggered by it, and um, there can just be more further, just lots of more layers of the rupture. Okay, but if one partner says, "I just need a couple hours. Can you give me some alone time?" I want to offer that. That's very fair to do, so that they can, you know, gather themselves and then feel 
like in a better space to to reconnect with you okay so i hope this was helpful i will have all the steps in the show notes for the podcast you can click the link in the bottom in the show notes so you can see the steps and i hope this was helpful so i will see you guys next week and hope you have a good one